This is your no bullshit guide to a happier life. Quick, but not necessarily easy tips to help you to squeeze every last drop of enjoyment out of your business and your life. My name is Helen Calvert. I'm a coach, a business owner, and a parent, and I'm so happy to be here with you. I do swear occasionally, as the title suggests, so pop in your headphones if I'm not safe for little ears. Ready to go? Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to this episode, which I have been looking forward to so much, where we are going to be talking about hygge. Now, I haven't been looking forward to pronouncing it. It is spelt H-Y-G-G-E. So in my head, for a long time, it was hig. <laughs> it's a Scandinavian word. It is hygge. I may be pronouncing that terribly. I apologise. But I love it. It is a concept I'm really excited about. And I'm particularly excited because I didn't even know that I loved it. I have been talking about it and practicing it for ages. I just didn't know that it was this other thing I'd heard of vaguely, thought was called HIG. (laughs) I didn't realise it was things I've been talking about for so long. So I'm really glad that somebody asked me to include HUGA in this series on tools in our toolkit, because it turns out it's one of my favourite tools. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to a 2018 article by Anne Roderick Jones, where she explains the um, the premise of it, this Scandinavian concept. And in that article, she mentions that it's about creating intimacy and a cosiness of the soul. I mean, <laughs> doesn't that just sound like a deep breath? And oh, that already sounds amazing, doesn't it? And the key ingredients of hygge, which it's not an activity, it's not like go here and do some of it. It is a way of living. It is a lifestyle. The key ingredients are togetherness, relaxation, indulgence, presence and comfort. Oh, some of my favourite things ever. Sounds just so good. So I have been talking about all of this for ages, but I have been referring to it as safety. If I have said to you um, in one-to-one sessions or on this podcast or anywhere on social media that I like to make myself feel safe, that I um, highly recommend you make yourselves feel safe, that when we're feeling stressed or panicked or anxious, helping ourselves to feel safe is really important. I have been talking about hygge, how to make ourselves feel hugged and okay and safe and better. It's all those elements that I talk about, like a blanket and a hot drink and some fluffy socks and the comfy clothes and the candlelight. The candles aren't always appropriate. Sometimes we need to feel safe whilst working and we need the lights on, but it's all these elements I've talked before about how to, you know, be productive and sometimes we need to bring hygge into our workspace because we're just not feeling it and we need to bring the cosy clothes and the hot drink and the what is it the cosy the coziness of the soul. We need to bring that into our workspace so that we can feel safe enough to get things done. Um And it's also about indulgence and good food, warm food, indulgent food. And I met someone the other day 
who it turns out is not a fan of cold food. And this resonated so much. I don't think I've ever had this conversation before, but in a hot country, yes, I like a, you know, I like a nice salad, but generally speaking, cold food, you know, when someone says, oh, just have, you know, a little cold lunch and you're just like, oh, such a disappointment. I love hot food, satisfying food. We live in a cold country. I want something warming, something that makes me feel yeah, like I've indulged something that warms me up from the inside. So a really simple example of hygge would be, um, I think the other day I was doing this, I had some soup, I had it in a mug, because I like to hug a mug of soup. Probably been watching too many um, cup of soup adverts from years ago, but yeah, soup in a mug, had my hoodie on, was doing a jigsaw, had the TV on in the background, and it just felt so cosy and safe. Now, I think screens are generally discouraged as part of Hygge because, you know, it's about togetherness and being present. So inevitably, we don't want to be like staring at our screens. But if you live alone, then that's less a part of it. You know, I I live, well, I live alone. I have my children half of the week. So the half of the week when I am alone, I'm going to put the TV on. I'm going to put, you know, some music on, something on YouTube. I'm going to have a podcast on, you know, because I'm by myself. Um, so I don't think we have to completely throw out screens in order to feel this coziness and this lovely, um, warm feeling, but yeah, just soup, hoodie, jigsaw, TV. And I just felt, I felt that coziness of the soul. Now that's a simple example. If we go to the other end of the, of the scale, I guess the big one for me, the big hygge event of the year is Christmas. Christmas for me is just all about romance and intimacy and safety and warmth. Turns out for me, Christmas is hygge on on like to a massive extent. Candles, warmth, light, togetherness, good food, coziness. That's what Christmas is to me. Um, I had my wedding at Christmas. It was on the 21st of December, used to be my wedding anniversary. And it was all Christmas themed again, because to me, Christmas is it is romance and intimacy because romance and intimacy, in my mind, are all about warmth and coziness um, and togetherness. You know, I'm not um, I'm not much of well, I like a Christmas party, don't get me wrong, but I'm not much of a partier at Christmas. You know, when you see the adverts where Christmas is um, shown as being all kind of get dressed up, go out, champagne, Christmas party. Great. But that's not what Christmas is to me. Christmas is very much Christmas cozy. Light the lights, shut the door, get under the blanket, watch a movie, put your fluffy socks on. Absolute heaven. So how does this concept contribute to a happier life? As with all of these tools, I'm not suggesting for a moment that you have to live this way all the time. Like you can, you can never get dressed up anymore. It's got to be fluffy socks all the way. No, this is a tool like any other. And it's something that we can reach for and create for ourselves when we need it. But it can um, contribute to a happier life, partly because it's small things. You know, it doesn't have to be expensive. Of course, like anything, you could spend a fortune on it, getting the best blanket and the best clothes and the best candles. But, you know, it can also be really cheap to produce this kind of environment. And that, I think, leads to gratitude, which we've talked about in a previous episode. Just that feeling of, oh, okay, look at the abundance around me. I haven't had to spend a lot of money. I've created this lovely, cosy, 
intimate, safe environment. And it makes us feel safe. Um, you know, especially if we're doing it with other people, if we're cozying up with the family, you know, me and the boys will snuggle up under a blanket to watch a film. That feeling of belonging and togetherness, it's a huge feeling of safety, which is something that I feel is absolutely crucial for a happier life. We're constantly doing things that uh, push us outside of our comfort zones. We're challenging ourselves, which is great, but we need a safe place to come back to. The, the modern world is massively anxiety provoking for all kinds of reasons. So we need that safe space to retreat to. And it just makes everything easier to cope with and to manage if we create that cozy environment for ourselves. When I say to people that um, in order to do hard things, you know, if, if there's a really hard job to do, like if you've got to do your accounts or something that you're really not feeling or you've got to create some content, you can't be bothered or just something that feels heavy. I always say go and work somewhere lovely, choose somewhere lovely to work, make it a treat. And thinking about it, I actually mean somewhere hygge. My favourite environments to work in when I'm feeling that way, when I feel like I need a bit of a boost, are environments that are warm and cosy. Um, I'm not talking about going somewhere perhaps very bright and light and airy and, you know, those environments can be stunning. We can think of some beautiful places that, that are like that, but that's not what I mean when I say go and work somewhere lovely, somewhere that makes you feel warm and held, somewhere hygge. So what are the bullshit elements of this? Um, I don't think there are many. There's a couple of things to think about. Can you do it alone? Well, yes, I've already sort of touched on that. You can do it alone. The the togetherness aspect might not, not really like together with what your teddy bear, but you know, you can do it alone. And I, as you know, I'm a big advocate of being with yourself and feeling safe with yourself and self-love and self-care. So yes, you, you can do it alone. It's a wonderful, cosy, family, coupley, intimate thing, but you can create it for yourself alone. Can you do it in the summer? Um, less so because, well, you can in a UK summer, but <laughs> in a hot summer, less so because a lot of the elements aren't appropriate in the summer. You know, the warm clothes and the candlelight. I mean, the sun doesn't go down till goodness knows when in the summer. So it's not really a summer thing. Having said that, I think the the I was going to say trend. I don't think it is a trend. It's been going on for so long. I think it's just an established thing. But the whole coffee and cake thing, you know, we all love a bit of coffee and cake, don't we? And I think that's hygge. I think that's year round hygge. It makes us feel cozy and warm and just indulgent. And it's a little treat and it just brightens the day. So the mindset block alert for this episode <laughs> is an interesting one because this is about coziness and feeling safe and it contributes to a happier life. Not really much bullshit going on. It's not something expensive. So what's the mindset block? Well, it's just a bit too nice. <laughs> and I know for some people, something that nice and indulgent feels difficult. In the episode I did on pleasure, we talked about indulgence and how it can feel wrong. And, you know, this might be just a little bit too nice. So that is something to think about. If you were creating this gorgeous, warm, cozy environment for yourself, 
simply because you wanted to feel safe and nice. You know, it's not Christmas. It's not a special occasion. You know, we use Christmas as an excuse, don't we? Oh, now we have Christmas Eve boxes. Now we have something else. We extend it throughout December. It's because we want hygge. We don't actually necessarily want endless Christmas, but for some reason we need an excuse to create this lovely, warm, twinkly light environment. I leave my Christmas lights on until it's light enough in the evenings that I would never see them. I leave them on until like February, <laughs> the one, the outside ones, because I love coming home to a lit up house. It just feels so wonderful and cosy. So yeah, why does it feel, if it does feel too indulgent, why is that? And can we allow ourselves to just want this feeling and this um, coziness during the winter months without feeling like we need an excuse for it? Because what can't we achieve if we feel safe? Once you feel safe, we know this in our children, once they feel safe, they go out and do amazing things. They're far more likely to stretch themselves and be brave if they've got a safe place to come back to. And we can create that safe place for ourselves, literally within our environment. It's a huge bonus to our mental health, you know, particularly in the winter. Anyone who struggles with the winter months, whether you feel like it's seasonal affective disorder or you just don't really like the rain or whatever it is, if the winter is bringing you down, This idea of creating this beautiful, warm, cosy, safe environment is going to be a massive boost to our mental health. And again, once our mental health is is where it should be, what can't we achieve? So as with all indulgence, I don't feel like it's too much. I feel like it's necessary. It feels very necessary to me. And when people say, oh, I just I just want to hibernate. That's what they mean. They want a hygge environment to just cosy up into and shut out the cold, shut out anything that doesn't feel cosy and intimate and together and belonging and shut all of that out and cosy up with the candlelight and the blanket, which just sounds absolutely delightful. It's what we need. And as you know, I am a huge advocate of meeting our needs. So if I have mispronounced that throughout the entire episode, please do tell me. (laughs) I don't want to go through the rest of my life completely butchering the word. I've done my best. (laughs) Um, But I hope that has given you some ideas of either new things to try or or a word for things you already enjoy. And, you know, whilst it's cold and dark, I think we all need plenty of hygge, which goes very nicely alongside the excessive kindness that I'm always encouraging you to show to yourselves. So let's treat ourselves with excessive kindness and squeeze every last drop of enjoyment out of life. Speak to you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Did you know that my first book is now available to purchase online? Check out the show notes for details of how to get your hands on a copy. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave me a review and don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are up. If you would like to work with me one-to-one or follow more of my content, you can find out how in the show notes. See you next time.